How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. It's your turn to cause trouble. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Let's go. Joining me right now, New York Giants fans, you know exactly who this guy is. He's the host of All In with Art Stapleton, a New York Giants podcast from New from North Jersey. I was about to say NJ.com. From NorthJersey.com, it's Art Stapleton, New York Giants and NFL beat writer. What's up, Art? What's up, Keith? Happy Friday and jumping around. Yes, sir. Jumping around. Hey, thanks thanks for joining me, first off. I've been been wanting to have you on for a while. I've been following you on Twitter. Um, We've interacted on Twitter a couple times. You're a Yankees fan, right? That is correct. That's where I thought. That's that's where I thought we connected first through some Yankees stuff. Um, I'm not a Giants fan, but I work at the fan, so we talk about the Giants, and that's what we're going to do. I hear you. Let's start off with this. I, I saw a couple things that you've written about and uh, I opened my show tonight talking about the attendance in the NFL and how the Jets and the Giants are in the top four uh, this season for attendance and the Jets are fourth or the the Jets are second the Giants are fourth yeah 76 337 is how many fans they're averaging and they'll need all those fans to show up to MetLife on Sunday uh, what are you thinking about the fans coming back to the place the change that you've seen with the fans obviously from the last few years with the different coaches and just the fan base being re-energized around Dave's and these New York football giants. Yeah, it's actually really been pretty cool, to be honest. Uh, you know, over the last decade, Met- MetLife Stadium has certainly deserved its share of criticism uh, and really more the teams and-, and the building itself. You know, the giant air conditioner on Route 3, right? I mean, that's pretty <laughs> much what it looks like. Uh, and for the Giants, the last two years... You know, you're talking about no fans during the pandemic. And then last year, uh, a lot of empty seats down the stretch of a season that certainly did not turn out as well as they had hoped. Um, Having been on this beat since uh, Super Bowl 46, I can tell you that the first half, the four home games for the Giants, I I have not seen a Giants crowd this energized, this electric uh, since the Super Bowl season. And I think... Some of the games so far have really surpassed it. The best stat, you know, how do you quantify it, right, Keith? Uh, You go back to when Seattle earned the 12s reputation back in 2005. Giants fans don't want to be reminded, but there was a game that the Giants played in Seattle, and there were 11 false start 
penalties on the Giants offensive on the the offensive unit in general, mostly on the offensive line, uh, because of the the crowd noise. And I'm not comparing the crowd noise for the Giants this year, but so far they are tied for third in the NFL for most opponents' false start penalties with eight. And last year they only had four for the entire season. So this crowd has been loud. They've been into it. They've been engaged. And obviously the winning helps. But I I do think that it's been a big part of their good start to this first half. Yeah, it gets crazy in there. I was there for Monday Night Football when they faced Dallas. They had the towels going, uh, LT on the screen, hyping the fans up. And you could feel it and hear it. And I think teams fear that, right, coming into – and uh, opposing territory like that, like you said, uh, just being able to call plays and being able to execute under that type of pressure is hard to do. And now you have a Texans team coming in, one of the worst teams in the NFL, a team that I don't think is actually trying to win. I think that they're trying to lose games so that they can get rid of their head coach, uh, bring in McCown so that they can get a top pick and possibly get another quarterback. I look at this game as maybe it could be a trap game. I'm hearing a lot of conversation today on the fan and, Uh, I guess leading up to this week about the Giants coming out of the bye and how they have to be ready for this game and they have to beat this team and they're favored now, and I think they will. I just don't think that the Texans match up well against them. I think that the Giants are going to be able to run the ball and control the game, and it's not going to come down to the fourth quarter. But what are your thoughts about this matchup between Houston and New York? Yeah, you know, look, this is a this is a test for Brian Dable and his coaching staff. I mean, you're coming out of the bye week. Uh, you know, everybody wants to look at every game that they've played this season, and I'll even throw Seattle into the mix. You know, if Richie James doesn't fumble that second punt, yep. uh, this game is going right down to the wire again. Instead, the Giants fumble the punt and give Seattle credit. They punch it in for another touchdown and get to a point where it's a double-digit loss for the Giants. Uh, but Overall, they've been close in every game. Dable has been able to keep this team up uh, with the teams that they've played. I mean, you look back at the Bears. When they played the Bears, people were wondering if, if you know Justin Fields was a functional quarterback in the NFL a month later, and now all of a sudden Justin Fields is hitting his peak. So I think you've got to give the Giants a little credit maybe for meeting some of those challenges emotionally. Uh, but, yeah, on paper, you know, Dable said it today. You know, look – you have Saquon Barkley and one of the top rushing offenses in the league uh, going against a defense that can't stop the run. Most people will look at that and say, well, just run the football and you're going to win the game. Uh, you know, but obviously we watch the NFL enough. We know it's not that simple. Can it be? You know, the one thing that Saquon Barkley talked about today that I thought was very interesting is that sometimes teams will overcompensate for their weaknesses. And in the Texans' case, they overcompensate by trying to crowd the box, especially against a guy like Barkley. So he knows that there are going to be plays where when he breaks the huddle and he sees the safeties creeping up, that the Giants aren't necessarily going to look to hit teams over the top with their passing game, but Saquon will know, okay, this is the one guy I have to beat to hit a home run. Mm -hmm. And we know Saquon is a home run hitter. I think that's where the Texans are going to have problems on Sunday. If they don't make that initial tackle and that initial stop, I think Saquon could really give them a lot of problems. I think he'll have a big day, and I think the rested New York football Giants will have a big day coming off the bye. I know the Texans last played on Thursday night football, so they got a couple extra days. I just don't think they're a team that's going to come on the road 
uh, into MetLife Stadium and really actually be able to compete. Now, you mentioned Richie James returning punts. I was watching that game, and I'm like, he's fired. I understand he was concussed, and I feel bad about you know the injury part of that, but I just feel like you can't ever let him uh, return punts again. You had two opportunities in that game where you coughed the ball up. I think I saw that Darnay Holmes is going to be the guy, but I also saw Adoree Jackson, uh, Ador- Jackson, and I yeah. think Adoree Jackson can be a fun guy if he gets uh, the ball in open space returning punts for the Giants. Who, who do you think is going to be the guy, and who would you like to see? Now, Keith, if I'm being honest with you, you watch in practice, and you know most of the time they start the the media viewing period, which is usually only around 20 minutes. They started with special teams. Well, that was great for us this week because we got to watch their punt returns and see who was lining up. And you nailed the two guys that are on the game day roster, are part of the defense, so they're going to be active for the game and playing. So Holmes is certainly somebody to look at. Adoree. You know, Dable was asked that today because Adoree Jackson plays such a big role on defense. He's your number one corner. Would you not want to risk him as a punt returner? And he said, no, if he's our best punt returner, I have no problem. He brought up Troy Brown and Dable's days in New England when Troy Brown was one of the leading receivers on the team. They also had him as punt returner. They even had Troy Brown playing corner. (laughs) So, you know, Belichick, the way that works. Um, But I think... In terms of the punt returner, the guy I'd like to see is a rookie, but he's on the practice squad, is Khalil Pimpleton. And he was a guy who started the year at uh, Detroit and ended up getting cut at the end of training camp. I don't know if anybody remembers watching the Lions on Hard Knocks. Pimpleton was the, was the kid who, uh, when they had the rookie, uh, not, not so much, uh, you know, rookie stage show, I guess yeah. you would call it, right? He's the one who was juggling on stage, refused jokingly, refused to give his uh, rookie signing bonus, then basically said it was 15K. <laughs> you know, um, he is a proven returner from college, and he's a guy that I would love to see get an opportunity. The problem is, is that the numbers game, with no McKinney this week, so now they're going to have to figure out how to kind of move guys around. Landon Collins is on his third uh, practice squad elevation. You would imagine he comes up, uh, and then they're going to have to look at tight end as well. Uh, so I don't know if they can move Pimpleton up as an as an elevation. So my gut tells me it might be a Dory Jackson, uh, just based on listening to what guys were saying. And uh, I think maybe they try to throw us off a little bit by having Holmes be the first guy up and punt returns. Uh, but I, I think it's not going to be a perfect situation because. Both of those guys put the ball on the ground in practice uh, the last two practices that we saw. So uh, I think it's Jackson, uh, and I think with his kind of big game uh, mentality from USC, he was a tremendous returner at USC, electric. Uh, so I think maybe they're looking for a little bit of lightning in a bottle if they put a Dory out there. Uh, I think really those are the only two guys this week that would be an option. Yeah, I talked to uh, Dan Dugan earlier this week about uh, Pimpleton, and I was rooting for him in Hard Knocks. He he was a you know kid that was literally you know what the show is about, like on the cusp of making the team or not making the team, and he was cut. And I love that they showed you know this like extended Hard Knocks of him coming to New Jersey and yeah. trying out and, and signing with the Giants. So from him as a receiver, one receiver to another, let's talk Kenny Galladay and his prospects for this Sunday. Um, I think he's just a huge question mark. It's his first game back. He's missed a few weeks. 
A lot of people are saying he's washed. I don't feel like he's washed. I feel like he can still contribute, even if he's just a decoy, even if he's not Babytron, you know, taking over the games like he did in Detroit. Uh, He's got a high price tag. What are you expecting to see out of him in his first week back? Uh, You said it. It's a question mark. Um, You know, when Kenny Galladay was was healthy, you know, we weren't sure what he was going to get in this, you know, in this uh, system. Uh, because in the beginning of the season, you know, first first game of the season, his snaps were down. Um, then, you know, they were trading back and forth in terms of Tony. Tony's participation was up. Uh, but I think, you know, Galladay has shown, especially the last game that he played in in which he got hurt, is that he was out there and he was he was blocking his butt off. Mm-hmm. And it was a little surprising to see Galladay do that because that's not really part of what you would anticipate his game being. Uh, so I do think the Giants are going to give him an opportunity. I think when he was at his best last season, I think there were times where um, he was good on you know running some slants, running some intermediate stuff over the middle. Not necessarily throwing go routes, you know, jump balls. I, I wouldn't go that route. Um, but I think, look, the numbers game is there at receiver that if Galladay comes out and makes some plays, they're going to give him more opportunities. It's just a matter of can Galladay cash in on those opportunities. You remember back to the Dallas game, you know, when he had that drop uh, at the sticks that really short-circuited one of the Giants' drives. Um there was a lot of heat on Galladay at that point. Yep. You know, he bounced back. I thought he had a pretty good game against Baltimore before hurting his his knee. Uh, so we'll have to wait and see. But it's definitely a question mark. I mean, if you think that's going to rescue this offense uh, after what we've seen from Galladay to this point in a Giants uniform, I think you're probably uh, taking a big leap of faith that that really doesn't have a uh, you know much much credence right now. Okay, from one Giants receiver to a former Giants receiver that might be coming <laughs> back to the Giants. You've been pretty outspoken on Twitter about Odell Beckham Jr. And uh, we've just heard now it seems like it's between the Cowboys and Giants, right? We, we've heard Saquon was at his birthday party, and we've seen Micah Parsons now speak out. Uh, I opened my show. I said Kenny Galladay, or not Kenny Galladay, Michael Gallup and C.D. Lamb. The two receivers on Dallas are talking about, yeah, we'd love to have him in the room. Ezekiel Elliott, like the Cowboys seem like they're really on his trail. Um, I I don't know. I look at it like this. Odell Beckham Jr., he is a – how do I say this? He is a guy that's going to attract a lot of attention. He's a star in the league. And I think he's someone that, like, is very tapped in on his own journey and I don't know if he's going to want to go backwards. I don't know if he's going to want to uh, relive some of the things that he experienced um, with the Giants. He was traded. And also, I like what you said about the Giants, right? Um, you know, his friends on the team being Saquon and Sterling Shepard, uh, it's not a guarantee that they're back here, right? So if he right. was to sign with the Giants this year and those guys go elsewhere, then he's here and they're not here. You know, he might be looking to maximize his brand. And I heard him say on the podcast that he's looking for somewhere that he could be for the next three to four years, buy a house. He's got a young kid. He just turned 30. Uh, Maybe he wants to live in Frisco, Texas. What are your thoughts on Odell Beckham Jr., where he'll land, um, and his prospects on reuniting with the Giants? Uh, 
The best thing that happened to Odell Beckham Jr. is Mr. Jerry Jones getting involved this week and going out there and talking about how how good that star would look on Odell's helmet. Because you know, as well as I do, and I know you follow the Cowboys very well, that Jerry Jones, if he has a toy out there that he wants to bring in to the building, he will go above and beyond, and at times he will ignore the football people around him to get what he wants. And I think that's the biggest difference between the Cowboys and anybody else that's on Odell's trail right now is that, you know, look, this guy just tore his ACL for the second time. The first one really wasn't fully repaired in February. So as much expectation as there is, there is for Odell, and I do think he can have – an impact later on this season. This is not Odell signing a contract and then all of a sudden on the practice field and be out there in a game situation contributing for a team. So I think he's got to be smart with where he's deciding. And I do think that if it's a long-term deal that he wants and if he is convinced that, you know what, I want to write this story, I want to come back to New York, the guy who got rid of me, or at least was at the forefront, is no longer in the franchise, and that was former GM Dave Gettleman, then maybe the Giants could convince Odell to come. But the reality is, I think it's going to come down to money, and it's going to come down to the contract, and if he thinks he could win, you know, the bottom line is he's not necessarily looking to win a Super Bowl in 2022-23, but if he's going to sign a long, longer-term deal, he's going to sign it with a team that's, you know, on the up. You know, you're not going to sign – I don't see Odell signing with Houston. You know, that that's right. not going to happen. Uh, so to answer your question, Keith, I, I, this thing has kind of taken on a little bit of a life of its own, and I'm surprised – that, you know, look, a month ago, I thought the Rams would be, it was only a matter of time before he ended up in the Rams again and went back to L.A. Uh, but with the Rams kind of taking a turn and, you know, really being on the outs right now after losing the Tampa Bay, I'm not sure that's a possibility for him to go back there. I don't know if he wants to go back there considering where they're at. Um, now they're talking McVay may may retire this year after all the talk last year after the Super Bowl. Um, so I think he ends up in Dallas. I know Giants fans are not going to be happy about it. Uh, you know, the, especially the younger generation is not used to seeing players go to the Cowboys. I mean, I think the older generation, you know, remembers when Bill Parcells was in Dallas and Mark Bavaro played for the Eagles and Carl Banks was in Washington. I mean, it, these things happen more nowadays, but – um, I think he's going to be a cowboy, uh, either the Cowboys or the Bills. And remember, he wants to have a home. He wants to plant his roots. He doesn't necessarily have to plant his roots in the same city where he's playing either. It's just a matter of getting that one last contract that he can actually look at as the security, the financial security that he, he wants from his contract. Um, so uh, right now, if I had to handicap it, I'd say Cowboys, Bills, and the Giants are a long shot. Uh, but they're in the race. A month ago, I would have told you there's no shot. Um, there's a shot, but it's really more about long, longer-term deal rather than 2022. The Giants don't need them. They've got a couple guys, and they've got more guys that they will have with the draft and free agency in the future with the Giants. I think this is a must-win game coming up this Sunday, and I think they will win, Art. So thanks for joining me. Thanks for taking out the time tonight. 
and I uh, look forward to speaking to you soon. Absolutely, Keith. Anytime, man. Ladies and gentlemen, Art Stapleton. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast your official station to talk yankees the fan 1019 fm and always live on the free odyssey app download it today All right, we're back. Keith McPherson on the fan. Halfway through a five-hour KM to AM program alert. Matt Lachlan joins me at 10 p.m. Devils fans, I know you're out there. I know you're not used to hearing Devils talk on WFAN. But things have changed. I said last year I was going to choose a hockey team. I was going to get into hockey more. I didn't want to leave out the NHL with my all-sports shows on Sports Talk Radio. I put it out there for the Islanders, the Rangers, the Devils, somebody to recruit me, somebody to bring me in. And, of course, the New Jersey Devils did exactly that. So Matt will join me to talk about the Devils, who are the hottest team in the NHL, who are in first place, 
who are looking for win number nine in a row with some young guys putting in work, flying around, scoring goals, refusing to lose. I'm excited about it, and uh, hopefully you stay tuned for some puck talk, specifically New Jersey puck talk, coming up at 10. For the next half hour, we'll get back into the conversation that the fans want to have on the fan, whether that be Jacob deGrom or Aaron Judge or the New York Knicks who just... Ended the quarter up 94-80. Going into the fourth quarter, this looks like another win for the New York Knicks, and they need it. They need it to bounce back at home and have a solid win. Hopefully they close in the fourth, win this game by 20, and put the Pistons away. Keith McPherson on the fan. The number to dial is 877-337-66. Two more sixes, and you'll get a chance to get on. If you've got something to say, call me up. Josh has something to say from Westfield, New Jersey on the fan. What's up, Josh? Hey, Keith, how are you? I love your show. You're a great host. Thank you. Um, you know, I really appreciate everything you, you do on Twitter. And, and uh looks like the Devils really rolled out the red carpet from what I saw on Twitter for you the other night. So that was pretty cool. Be back um, in there tomorrow. The Devils are first class. That's awesome. I'm a, I'm a Monmouth County raised guy like yourself. Same, so yeah. I'm glad that you, that you joined Jersey. <laughs> Had to. Made, made too much sense. <laughs> yeah, I kind of want to flip the script a little bit on talking about, you know, signing some of these 30-year-old 30 30 plus players and different teams and figuring out, hey, how are they going to look when they're 34, 36, 38 plus? And uh, talk about, you know, some of the younger uh, stories. Uh, what really gets me going is watching a young core group of players come into their own, gain confidence, and really taking – taking that to, to the rest of the league and showing them what they can do. And, you know, the Devils fit that for me. It's exciting to watch. I love watching the young players, you know, gel. That's that's really a lot of fun. So the Devils are right there for me. I, I look forward to watching them every night now. Yeah. That, that's been a long time since since I can say that. They, I mean, they hit on their draft picks. And, you know, I'm still learning the whole roster and, and who's who and what's what. But everybody knows Jack Hughes. Nico, uh, Jesper Bratt, and these guys watching them fly around, how fast they are, how they skate, and just, you know, how they're able to just score goals when they need them, all right? They're they're refusing to lose. It doesn't matter the situation in the game. They get it done. Uh, Ryan Graves, uh, Dougie Hamilton, I'm trying to think of who else I know. I'm still learning these guys. Dawson yeah. Mercer. Like, they just have guys on this team that gets you excited about the future because they are young and they're getting it done right now. The, the Devils are ahead of schedule. Yeah, it's it's so much fun. And I, <clears throat> excuse me, I see a lot of the same thing in that Jets defense. I mean, young guys just playing with a lot of confidence, and it's just a pleasure to watch. And uh, you know, it, it's it's <laughs> this is like stuff that we haven't seen in such a long time that it's just so refreshing, and I'm, I'm loving it. So. Yeah, all the teams uh, are good. It's like, it's you know, this is a year, and this is a conversation I just had. I saw, I think I saw on ESPN, they, they said, are all the teams in New York and New Jersey good except the Knicks? <laughs> <laughs> I think the Knicks will be a little bit better this year, but this is a conversation I was having with a friend of mine as, it, you know, it's come up on a year now that I, I've been at WFAN. Not exactly a year, but my mom sent me the New York, New York Post article yesterday. November 10th was when they announced that I'd be coming in. And I, I just feel blessed to come in, and the teams are good. The teams are winning, right? Uh, the Mets, 
The Mets were not the same old Mets. They won 101 games this year. Obviously, you expect the Yankees to be there. And then we roll into football season. The Jets have already eclipsed their expected win total. They're thinking about playoffs. The Giants are thinking about playoffs. After miserable seasons these teams have had these last few years, this is the year that they're good. We roll into hockey, and after the run that the Rangers had, we expect them to be better. But the Devils have come out of nowhere Right? The Devils are in first place. The Devils keep winning, and we hope that they can keep it going. And when you look at basketball, you know, we hope that the Knicks are a little better than they were last year. And, uh, you know, the Nets have Kevin Durant and some other guys. They're going to be good, too. But it, it's a good time yeah. for New York, New Jersey sports. Yeah, there's one, there's one other team I want to mention. We don't talk soccer a lot, but with the World Cup coming, you know, that's one more team. I looked at the roster that was released, and I follow these guys a little bit in the European leagues. There's a, they have a core group of guys that are between 19 and 24, and maybe they're not ready to really make a run this, this time around, but I'm excited to see what they can do to really get, get the spirit of uh, U.S. soccer and show that they can play on the international level. It's a little bit different than what we've had in the past. These guys have had a lot of success in the European, in the top European leagues. And maybe we'll just get something set up for a, a run in four years when these guys really reach their prime. So that's one thing. I, I think that they could generate some excitement. I'm hoping they do. But that's another, again, young core. And uh, let's see what they can do and see if they can bring some pride to the country for soccer. Sure. Team USA. It's going to be fun yeah. to watch the World Cup. I thought you were going to mention the Red Bulls or NYCFC. <laughs> it's going to be fun. The World Cup is always an event. It's always yeah. fun. And to have it back this year, hopefully Team USA is good. I mean, even in the World Baseball Classic coming up, hopefully Team USA is good. I mean, it's fun. I don't know. I love sports. I love watching the highest level of competition, and it's great to have local teams and local guys succeeding. I'm with you. Have a great night. Thanks, Keith. Thanks for the call, Josh. Yeah, what a year. I mean, I know we talk a lot about the drought, the championship drought, but the championship drought can end if we have multiple teams that aren't garbage, that aren't trash. Like you got to have multiple teams and we we're we're a place, we're a city that has multiple teams, right? In every sport. Football, basketball, baseball and hockey, you can choose. It isn't just one team. You know, it's not like Philadelphia where everybody in Philly and those surrounding areas of South Jersey and Pennsylvania they like the Flyers, they like the Phillies, they like the Sixers, they like the Eagles. Up here, there's so many of us, we can have multiple teams and those teams sell out. I've been telling you all night, the Jets and the Giants are in the top four of attendance. And, you know, these basketball arenas, the Nets have been selling out every single game. You know people are always going to go to the Garden. And then when they release the numbers on this season, I don't know if they have it out there yet, but I know this was a, a high... Uh, attendance rate for both City Field and Yankee Stadium this year. I know myself being in Yankee Stadium, there were so many games where there was over 40,000 people. They they have to have set some kind of record for sales or attendance at Yankee Stadium. It's, it's a good time for sports. If you're in the sports like I am, you just see what's going on and you just hope it continues and that New York gets back to the top of the mountain and we can have a parade in this city. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's the Islanders, the Mets, the Giants, like... The Knicks, just kidding, it's probably not going to be the Knicks. I don't care who it is, though. Somebody's got to win a championship, and I know NYCFC did win it, but one of these major sports teams has to win a championship so that we can have a parade. I'm watching 
clips from Houston's parade and you know, I did come on air and make a joke about Houston because I saw one clip. I'm like, what street are they on? Maybe it was in the very beginning of the parade. I'm like, there's no one out there. There's like two, two, three thousand people out there. No, they said it was around two million people at the Houston Astros World Series parade. We need another parade. The whole city's going to be out. Everybody will be there. And I think the world would love to see what a uh, modern day championship parade looks like in New York. The streets will be full. People will be off from work. We'll all be partying and celebrating. We need one. We need one. We need one. Maybe, I don't know who the, who's the next closest. I know we were thinking it could have been the Rangers. And I know we were for sure thinking there could have even been a Subway Series, World Series. It could have been the Mets or the Yankees. Now we're hoping. I don't know. There's something in the air with the Giants. I, I really do think if the Giants win this week and then they, they steal some of those games from uh, top competition that they have coming up, we've seen the Giants get in as a wild card and get it done. That same mojo can come back. And all that talk last year around the Bengals and their run, and Jets fans were saying, why not us? Why can't that be us? Well, look, maybe. Second-year quarterback, good defense. Maybe they make a run, too. So uh, I know Super Bowl seems way out of the picture and way out of reach from where these teams were expected to be. But you got to believe, and anything can happen. And quarterbacks get hurt. Josh Allen is hurt now, right? He's supposed to be the favorite to win MVP and the Bills are supposed to win the Super Bowl. Well, not without that guy. So we watch and we wait and we call the fan and we talk about it. Let's see who we've got up next. My guy, Ross in Bergen County, of course. Yo, Keith, what's going on, man? What's up, bro? You know, talking the talk. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, you got it, man. So, you know, uh, no Rangers on tonight for me to rant about. They actually had a solid, uh, I don't know if I call it a statement win. It was Detroit they they, uh, beat up on. But, you know, the offense came back alive a little bit. You know, six goals in the third period kind of sparked the fire in them. Uh, You know, they were tied going into the third, but, you know, they came out with the dub. That's all you could ask for. Uh, You know, I heard a couple of callers back. I think it was uh, Linda. I don't know if that was her name, actually. But she was talking about, you know, bringing back the Grom and, you know, the whole next off season in general, but you know, I think Degrom's the big uh, talk of the town. You know, them bringing back Diaz too. I thought Diaz was priority number one, priority number one rather, and giving him all that money. You know, I don't, I don't think it's a overpay. Honestly, you know, people saying that she's just a reliever at the end of the day, I, I, uh, I disagree with that. Same for the most part, yeah, because you know, you know, it was really he's not just a reliever; he's a closer. That's what I, exactly. He's not just a reliever. He's not even just a closer. Him and and Quasi, I'd say, you know. Yeah, he can be the setup guy and closer. He can pitch in the eighth and ninth. Yeah, they're really the closest thing you're going to find to a guaranteed one, two, three inning in this league. You know, I'm not saying they're going to every time they kick the mound, they're going to shut it down. You know, they're not perfect, but Diaz and even Classe too. He's not a big name because he plays in Cleveland, but he's basically the Diaz of the he's AL. He's an all star. I think he gets as much recognition. Yeah, they're they're just locked down, man. Ninety nine times out of a hundred, they're going to get you the save, and, and you have to have that guy at the end of your. Bullpen, especially their bullpen is not that great for the most part. So you had to get that guy locked down at the back of your bullpen. And mainly for DeGrom, you know, Paulie brought it up too. He's really a depreciating asset. I mean, the more and more he takes him down, the more, the more and more closer he is to getting hurt. You see, because, you know, he really wasn't that injury prone earlier into his career. It's just that one injury last year went from three weeks to the rest of the year. And was it like he got hurt in the uh, MRI, it injured him even more or something? Like, that's just crazy, man. His arm's just all effed up. You know, but I feel like, you know, he he had the solid starts towards the end compared to Scherzer and Bassett just, just bombing when it mattered most. But even for DeGrom's standards, right, you know, we said he set his own bar 
and even for the way he pitched, he pitched good, but he didn't pitch on the level he set for himself. He didn't pitch like the Jacob DeGrom we saw in 2019 and 2020. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, like I was saying, like that guaranteed six, seven innings of shut down scoreless innings. You know, he was a, a solid, you know, eight pitcher, but he wasn't that A plus 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 pitcher we, we expected from him that he's going to get paid to be. And so, you know, I personally, I'd rather go out and get a couple guys like Rodon or I don't know if I want Rolander. You know, he's up there in age. He's really no much more or less than uh, Scherzer is. And I know he's probably the favorite for the Cy Young, too, but you saw what he's like in the postseason. He doesn't show up when it matters the most. So I don't know if I'd really go after him. One guy I'm eyeing up, I know he's not a free agent, but he he comes from a team that trades players when they're at the peak of their value. Well, we see what Lindor is. Uh, Tristan McKenzie, you know, I don't know what his exact uh, contract numbers are, but he showed up in the postseason against the Yankees, even against Tampa, too. That guy's pretty underrated, man, and uh you know, Shane Bieber, I think, could be on the market, too. I don't know how much they'd have to give up for him. But, you know, Cleveland deals their top players left and right. Like, there's no tomorrow. So, if they get a solid offer for him, I don't know. Maybe, you know, pull off like what you did with Bassett last year, coming from another smaller market. Who knows? Maybe it could be a solid 2-3 if you don't bring Jake back. Yeah, who knows? I think the Guardians try and keep those guys. Thanks for the call, Ross. We've got to go to a break again, which is fine. Call me up, though. Keep McPherson on the fan. I'll be right back. Be the ball. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Oh, yeah. Friday vibing on the fan. Keep McPherson checking back in. In uh, about eight minutes or so, whatever it is. We're going to bring in Matt Lachlan, announcer for the New Jersey Devils. He's been in the game for a long time. I can't wait to talk to him, ask him some questions about the Devils over the years, fandom of the New Jersey Devils, you know, where the Devils are, where they're headed. Me as a Devils fan now for the last year or so, I think it was not even a year. I think I declared my Devils fandom in February, coming up on a year. Uh, and Matt Lough- Matt Lachlan co- coming up at 10 o'clock, so stay tuned for that, Devils fans. I know you don't get too much Devils talk on the fan, but we're going to do that tonight. It's a five-hour show, five-hour KM to AM, and uh, we've got some people on the line. So let's get to those before we break. Let's go to Josh in the Bronx. Hello. Oh, that was quick. I'm telling you, Keith, every fan base, no matter where they are in the country or anything, look, man, we're coming down to the end of the year. You know, and now you're going to come into the nitty-gritty and and football, basketball, and hockey. It's going to build up as the winter goes on. And, you know, every fan that calls the WFAN, they have these dreams for championships now. And as you've been saying, why not us, you know, no matter no matter where it is. So, you know, let's go. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your sports, everybody. And thank you for taking my call. Thanks for the call, Josh. Josh checks in, gives us a couple words. He gets right up out of there. And I appreciate that. And I think it's a good message, right? Uh, You know, I I think about sports a lot right now. And I think about sports post-2020 and post-pandemic. And when I see fans in the arenas and ballparks and when I see the interest that sports has it's just like you know you got to think back to 2020 when all 
sports stopped, when everything stopped, but we did not have sports. Like, how weird was that? I know it was weird for me. It was a struggle for me. Had me taking a hard look in the mirror. Like, you care too much about sports. You're a grown man, bro. These are grown men playing sports. You care too much about grown men playing games that you used to play as a kid. You'll be all right without it. It'll come back. Find something else to do. Remember watching old games? Like, going back and watching old games was cool for like a week and then it got old really fast it's like all right how you it's not the same right for me as a sports fan and i know i've said this on air i don't really watch like netflix or hbo max or disney plus like i don't stream shows i don't watch video or movies either like you know wakanda forever is out i haven't been to a movie theater since before the pandemic i literally haven't been in a movie theater or watch a movie since before covid hit and I want to go watch the movie, but like I don't really want to go that bad. But when it comes to sports and games, live games, live action, like that is what holds my attention. That's what I'm into. And watching old games, I'm like, I, I know what's going to happen. Like we were watching old Nets games, we we're watching old Yankees games. And Yankees fans do that anyway because you get you know Yankees classics and you know even Mets fans right on SNY they throw up those you know old Mets games. But that got old really fast. And nothing matches a live game. Like, I'm in here watching this Knicks game, and it's entertaining to me because I don't know what's going to happen. And that's, I don't know, that's the main thing. Live sports keep my attention. Not knowing the outcome, being able to bet on the outcome, and crazy things happening. Like, that's the most interesting thing to me, the most entertaining thing to me. Football, basketball, baseball, and I'm getting into hockey now. Still learning, you know, power plays and the different lines and the different positions and different guys, and who is who and what is what. But, you know, through the rest of this season, I'll get caught up, and then I'll know more about hockey, and I can talk more about hockey. Let's go to Richie in Queens before we go to break. What's up, Richie? You are now a Devils fan. You know, I, I got to give I gotta give kudos to Boomer, because last year he kept saying, you know, what a big Ranger fan he is, but he kept saying, watch the Devils, watch the young talent they got. And that came to volition. So, yeah, they're playing – they're playing phenomenal. So, uh, mm-hmm. and you know, I, I was thinking about the Knicks. You know, they played your team the other night, and it just gets me nuts when I hear things like Barrett and Randall and Brunson said it. You know, well, we didn't have the energy. We weren't really up for the game. I just want to scream when I hear any athlete say that. You know, it's on ESPN. It's against your your cross team, cross city rival, um, cross state rival in essence. And and to hear that, and you know, I look at the Knicks, and I'm a Knicks fan since, since 1958. Go back to Richie Guerin, and obviously the great teams that they had, and Fraser and Reed, and everybody. And you know, and I, and I, and I think you know, the, the last 16 games they're 500. The last 34 games they're 500. The last 88 games they're 500. The last 134 games they're 500. Now I don't know if that's going to change. I I think they're going to fight because it's really going to be a battle for them to make the playoffs. Because a lot of good teams in the East. So, um, but just, you know, Keith, it just bothers me when I hear that. Yeah. How could you not? How could you you're not? You're getting paid be millions of game? dollars to play basketball. It's a rivalry. And, you haven't beat this team in the last seven tries. You didn't get up for that game. Yeah, I, I, I'm just amazed. You know, real quick, you know, I'm a big San Francisco Giants fan. I think you know that. Mm-hmm. And I've been watching them, and they're really going to open their pockets, you know. And I kept saying, are they, are they really going to go for Judge? You know, Judge loves the fact that he wants to go back to his hometown. The Giants have lost a lot of contracts. Longoria, they're not picking him up. 
Belt's going to be gone. Crawford one more year. Obviously, they lost Posey. So I don't know what they're going to do with Rodon. I think you'd like Rodon. Obviously, a lefty in 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 in, uh, in New York would be a plus. He's a real power pitcher. He gives everything he has. If you get five innings and 110 pitches, you're lucky. But he would be an addition. And DeGrom, it's amazing when you think, Keith, that that guy is 82 and 57, 25 games over 500. And I know you say like, it really isn't about the record, but the way he's been and, and how dominant he's been. But again, that has to do with five and two three to five and two thirds of an inning, and then leaving it to the bullpen. Mm-hmm. And people said that you know the greatest pitcher that he saw was Degrom. The greatest pitcher I ever saw with the Mets was Seaver. Seaver gave you seven and two thirds, and he gave you two hundred and fifty three hundred innings. So, and I know it's a different game, but can they live without Degrom? Uh, I, I think, think both they can. Yeah, and I think Bosey in Texas. Um, and that was a big move. I was surprised he came back, but physically he's doing better because he was my guy for you know almost ten years. But they're going to make every effort to get pitching, so I wouldn't be shocked, you know, uh, if he goes there. But as far as Judge, um, I initially thought he wouldn't be going, but the way I'm hearing things, and I have some friends in California, and and um, you know, I wouldn't be shocked if he winds up down out there. So. It's always good to, and I've been telling you for a year, you got to watch a movie one night. Three years is too long to go without watching a movie other than sports. You just got to <laughs> do it one night. You got to make sure it's the middle of the day where you don't fall asleep. And a hey, hey, real quick, too, Keith, my mom's 96, diehard Yankee fan. She called Michael K the other day, and she didn't get on. She was on with the producer, and she called me up. And the producer could not believe because she talked about Judge and she said, my two sons, I love them, but they cannot, Judge cannot go to San Francisco. The producer had her on the air for 20 minutes because my mom sounds like she's 70. And she went to Rizzo. You got to get a new shortstop. Donaldson's got to go. He was just amazed. So uh, I I just would have loved to hear that conversation. Tell her to call me up. Tell her to call me up. You'd love her. She'd love her. All right, Keith, you take care, man. Thanks for the call, Richie. We got a break right now. Marco's going to hit you with some stuff. And then when we come back, Matt Laughlin will join me to talk about the Devils. Let's do that right now. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. 
The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.